Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome to the second hour of Clay and Buck. As promised, Dr. Fauci is back. He's on television because he's telling everybody about how COVID, you need to be precautious. You need to be taking the mitigational variables into consideration um he's not done we told you this and there have been people on the right who have been saying to us on this show why do you even still care why do you talk about covid and we say they are not done and you can see quite obviously they are not done they are continuing they believe that what they did before at least some contingent of Democrats believe that it had some effect, but this was, uh, this was fascinating. Over on, uh, CNN, uh, Michael Smirkanish has a show on Saturdays, I think. It's like a one day a week show. And he is the, uh, I, I think the least communist of the host over there, of the host over there. I think he's the least communist. Now that doesn't mean a whole lot, but you know, to be fair, um, here he is. Asking, I want you to really know, this is kind of a long clip. We want you to hear it though, because when you are, when Fauci is confronted with the Cochrane study, which is effectively a study of studies, looking at all the randomized control studies, meaning real science studies, you know what they found? Masks did nothing. Meaning that statistically speaking, they could prove, including N95 masks, do nothing to stop the spread of COVID. Not just cloth masks and 95 masks, too. Here is what happens when little Fouch, who's uh, crawled out from his little little hobbit lair somewhere, here he is telling everybody, oh, yeah, no, they still work. Play two. 
the most rigorous and comprehensive analysis of scientific studies conducted on the efficacy of masks for reducing the spread of respiratory illness, including COVID-19, was published last month. Its conclusions, said Tom Jefferson, the Oxford epidemiologist who is the lead author, were unambiguous. There is just no evidence that they, masks, make any difference. What about the N95 masks as opposed to the lower quality? Surgical or cloth masks makes no difference. None of it, he said. Well, what about the studies that initially persuaded policymakers to impose mask mandates? They were convinced by non-randomized studies, flawed observational studies. How do we get beyond that finding of that particular review? Yeah, but there are other studies, Michael, that show at an individual level for individual. When you're talking about the effect on the epidemic or the pandemic as a whole, the data are less strong. But when you talk about as an individual basis of someone protecting themselves or protecting themselves from spreading it to others, there's no doubt that there are many studies that show that there is an advantage. You remember that scene in Jurassic Park where he says that's a load of and they look at the yeah. the triceratops dung that has heaped up like 10 feet high? That is what Fauci just did there. Individual it, Clay, it doesn't work based on the numbers with millions and millions of people at all, but it works on an individual basis. I don't know if Fauci is such a moron or so dishonest based on what he's saying here. I could be convinced of either. So many funny. So first of all, when you said Jurassic Park, I thought the line you were going to go with was science will find a way. Uh, and, and that's a famous line for those of you who watched it, um, uh, about. I think it's the, life the, will find a way. Life will find it. I thought it was science will find a way, but yeah, I think you're, you're right. I think pulling it's pulling Crichton lines out on me here. Go ahead. Uh, so this, this is so great. And I want to reiterate for our audience for two plus years, we have asked Fauci to be on this show and he has said he's too busy. To His come cell phone on the reception show. has been bad like Pence's for two years. Which is fine, as I said in response to that, because Buck and I have to wash our hair uh, as well. So it's very, t- very time consuming for us as well. But this shouldn't have taken. We're now in the fourth fall winter of COVID. That's crazy to think about. I know for many of you out there, this is going to be the fourth year of us going through a fall winter with COVID. And Fauci is a liar. And Fauci should be in prison for the lies that he have to- that he has told that continue to come out. But for it to take this long, for him to be directly confronted on live television, first of all, I give credit to Michael Smirkonish because I think it is important if you want journalists to actually hold people in positions of power accountable, this is what should happen. Fauci should have to answer for the Cochrane Review. And he should, when you listen to that uh, that response, Buck, it doesn't work for millions of people, but it works on an individual level, doesn't ever make any sense in the first place. Well, th- this is a bit like saying my my security blanket that I cover, that I carry with me, it doesn't work if millions of people hold it really close and tight, but for me it keeps the monsters away. I mean, this is an absurd quasi-religious belief at this point that something could... Uh, think about if you said this for the vaccine. We did a vaccine trial, and in the case of masks, it was basically with 360 million Americans, but we did a vaccine trial with 10 million people and could show no efficacy whatsoever, zero, statistically, from every single trial that that vaccine helped those 10 million people. This is theoretical, but you just get, you guys get what I'm saying. And then you turn around and said, yeah, but we know the vaccine offers individual protection. People would legitimately think that you were an imbecile. 
because that is so stupid that it's not even wrong. It's so stupid that it's like a cry for help. That is what the chief high priest of COVIDian measures just said on CNN. It is impossible to give a dumber answer than that. Yeah, and and also, Buck, I think this is part and parcel of what I would say the dumbing down of America in this way. You tell me if you think I'm wrong. I actually trust scientists and experts more if they admit when they're wrong. Absolutely. And I said that about pundits, too. That's why I'll admit when I'm wrong here. A hundred percent. And we try, especially we get facts wrong. We get Look, I did gambling for four years daily. You want to talk about getting things wrong all the time. You have to. That's why one reason, like, I'm going to say exactly what I think. Sometimes it's going to be right. Sometimes it's going to be wrong. And you guys over time can decide whether you trust the authenticity of those opinions. So but when Biden I, is the nominee and Clay has to buy me the most expensive <laughs> steak in the history of red meat, uh, it'll be fine. So here is where I think that they miscalculated to such an extent, Buck. If Fauci came out and said, yeah, we got it wrong on masks, and yeah, the data on the COVID shot uh, has been proven to be wrong as well. It hasn't protected you. I would still be furious at him because he's lied for years. What has Fauci admitted that they've gotten wrong? And And this is just so frustrating because I think it speaks to there is a form of absolutism that is, I think, running rampant in America. And what it requires is that even if facts change or even if data is shifting, you have to stay committed to whatever you said publicly in the first place or you're worried that your legitimacy is going to be questioned. I actually think it's the opposite. I think there is such a desperate demand for the truth out there that people would have years ago, Buck, if Fauci had come out years ago when the data became clear and he had said, hey, you know what, there's no reason to wear masks. You made a good point years ago when we started on this show. Fauci has never, ever said you're doing too much. Yep. He's never, Buck, and and I and you go back and look at everything that he said. He never said, hey, you know what, six-year-olds don't need to be sitting in socially distanced outdoor sub-freezing temperature eating their peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. We're not protecting them by doing that. Not once has he ever said this is too much. And that's why I have contempt for him. Yes. Because he's making proclamations under the the, the veil from behind the, the false white lab coat of science here. He's making these proclamations that have real hurtful uh, outcomes for people. He is making people anxious, uncomfortable, sick, getting them fired, creating, you know, problems within families. There are consequences to the lies that he continues to propagate. If he were a decent human being, never mind, you know, you're talking about it, Clay, from the perspective of just intellectual honesty. Yes. But there's also a decency component to this, too, right? He should admit he's wrong because that's what honest, smart people do. But also, there are still people out there who live in terror of their masks slipping down at the airport, and and they're going to get COVID. Fauci could almost, like, lay a hand on their forehead and say, I shall make you free now of this fear, but he won't do it. And, you know, the other thing I said, he's never, which is true, thank you for reminding me, that he's never dialed it back ever. He's never said to people, you know what, you're doing too much. He he also has never said anything that upsets the Rachel Maddow audience. 
that, you know, that, that sends the, the CNN audience into a moment of, oh my gosh, right? He won't say anything that upsets hardcore Democrats. Why is that, everybody? How is that possible? That he's gotten so much wrong, but he's never said anything that has upset his political constituency. But that's what it is. He has a political constituency. Also, at this point, as we enter the fourth year, it takes a lot to get me really angry. Buck, when I'm at the airport and I see a parent masking a two-year-old, I have I'm, leg- I'm with you. I am legitimately angry at that parent, and I feel so sorry for that kid in the same way that I think it's child abuse. In the same way, if I saw a parent berating a child in uh, in a way that would make you uncomfortable in public to see or in private to see, uh, I I look at it and I think, what hell must that kid be going through? Because it's one thing if you're a parent. And you are psychologically unstable and you have committed yourself. You'll see bucks. Sometimes these people still get on and they're like, I'm wearing a face shield and four N95s and like basically medical scrubs so that I'm sitting on an airplane. I remember when the airplane, uh, executives finally, the, the, the airline executives finally got fed up and they went on and they were like, look, the filtration systems on air, uh, airplanes are actually far more cleanly than the average air that you would breathe in a regular, uh, in a regular place. And they kind of went off on it. The idea that you had to wear mask and we saw certainly as the mask mandates were removed and everybody yanked them off. But if you're an adult and you want to engage in delusional, fanciful thinking because your brain is broken because of the Fauci's of the world and COVID, you have that right. I think you're an imbecile, but to make kids and for Fauci still to not come out and say, yeah, Young children get zero benefit and actually a huge detriment when it comes to learning how to speak because you learn how to speak by seeing adult lips. These kids are facing massive structural deficiencies and gaining no benefit. Yeah, it's right. child abuse. It, well, and it's Fauci's cowardice is cruel. And that's what, and it's Fauci, it's Walensky, it's all these different doctors. Their cowardice is a cruelty to people who do not have the knowledge and the courage to come to the obvious conclusion here, which is that all of this lockdown, social distancing, masking was a complete zero in terms of benefit and massive costs in terms of the downside. We were always led to believe that there were basically no downsides and tremendous benefit. It is actually the reverse of that. It is tremendous downside with no benefit. And I, I think that there's just a recognition at this point, or there's a belief at this point, Clay, among uh, some of these individuals that they won't have any credibility if they actually say what is true. So they would, they will go to the very end clinging to these lies. Kind of what Fauci did, muttering out of the side of their mouths. But there are other studies. The Cochrane study is the most definitive, broad, wide-reaching look at data by the most esteemed organization that does this. And they looked at this and they said, there's no benefit. N95 or cloth. And yet if you were to go over to CNN or MSNBC or whatever, you know what happened if you walk in that green room and people are wearing masks? You said, guys, what are you doing? They think that you are crazy. And remember Fauci, in addition to getting attacked finally on CNN, the New York Times, he admitted, I think I got the quote right, right, that um, that there was only like at best a 10% maybe marginal benefit. So he's already circled himself into this tiny corner of, 
masking might have 10% benefit. And what they're now starting to say is, well, it doesn't have any harm, so there's no harm in doing it. But that's the exact yeah. opposite of what we were told. You're also only going to get that strain of COVID once. This No one ever thought about this, really, in this process of, of mask mandates. A 10% reduction over what period of time? Because if you have any real familiarity with how the numbers work and how the stats play out, even if you had a 10% reduction in, let's say, one area of the country with a mask mandate for a month or two, if everyone in that area is going to get COVID over the next 12 months, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Correct. It, it never made any sense. It's not a reduction as in protection from the virus that lasts. It is a temporary reduction, and it's not even that. This is why 15 days to stop the spread never made any sense if you actually analyzed it. All they were trying to do was prolong how long people got COVID to try to keep hospitals from and, being uh having a lot of people to cover, which actually just prolonged the whole process. Like, and th- that's all it did. I'll just throw this out there. It was even before Clay and I were working together. We were two of the most, you go back and check the record, publicly on the record, two of the most hardcore guys in the media against all this madness from the beginning, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Facts. We got that one right. Team at MyPillow, all about giving you a great... Oh, hold on. Let me tease this right before this. The view began its new season. When we come back, what is the perfect way that the view could begin its brand new season for its audience of idiots? We will share you the clip. Uh, The team at MyPillow are about to give you great value on everything they manufacture. Latest offer, everyday items for your home, bath towels. They make great thick towels using USA cotton. Deals this, 50% off a set of six towels, two washcloths, two hand towels, two bath towels. Right now is a set, just $39.98 at MyPillow.com. They've restocked their inventory, plenty of colors to choose from, everything from ocean blue to mineral gray. Whatever your wife wants, go ahead and get it. To find this offer online, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, enter our names as the promo code Clay and Buck, $39.98 price point, MyPillow.com, promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call them on the phone, 800-792-3269. Inspiring you to seek out the truth. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV 
all things popular culture. culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality a little of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Dumbest show in television, The View. They had a summer hiatus. They have returned to bring their peculiar mix of stupidity and craven woke politics to the airwaves. And this was the announcement that Joy Behar, a.k.a. the dumbest woman on television on a daily basis, had for their audience. Listen. As you can see, Whoopi is not here. She has COVID. Yes, it's back. It's back. It's back. But she's on the mend. She's on the tail end, and she'll probably be back this week. But sorry she's not here. For those of you who are looking forward to seeing her. Okay, Whoopi Goldberg Buck has probably had, I would bet, five or more COVID shots because this is left-wing orthodoxy. You heard that crowd react as if they yeah. announced that she had cancer. Would Whoopi have ever skipped for a cold, like for the first show for The View? I don't think so. I, I also think that if she um, took the virus seriously, Clay, she would be on shot number seven. So she really has no one to blame but herself for the situation. Maybe she should take the virus seriously. Jill Biden also has tested positive for COVID. I, my, my thing on this is, and you tweeted about it, but we've been saying it for a while. Announcing that you're sick is was not really a thing that people did very often nope. prior to COVID, right? If if I had a cold, you might be able to tell. If I was sick enough that I couldn't go to work, you might feel a little bit bad for me. But this idea that you're going to be perpetually updating us on whether or not you have a cold it's an awful trend that we have entered into this i gotta fall, tell don't, you this fall don't be surprised if you hear that our federal government is contemplating a change to our currency system according to former wall street insider tika tawari the government could soon announce such a change with paper currency being changed for a digital version he's exposed as government plan in a video showing you the three steps you need to take to prepare in the event this comes to pass Go see it online. Go to dollarrecall.com to watch this video that some in the government likely don't want you to see. Again, that website is dollarrecall.com. That's dollarrecall.com. We go to central bank digital currency. If there's a recall on paper dollars, it could have massive financial implications. You can get ahead of it, though, if you listen to Tika Tawari's video. Go to dollarrecall.com, paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. 
So if you're wondering how they're handling crime in some places, you got some interesting updates over the weekend. As you know, this is an area that uh, we're going to always hammer here on the show because it, it really matters. It matters to all of us. Uh, it makes a difference in, in our lives. And that's why I, I still think that for issues going into this election and, and any election in the near future, it really should be the economy, crime, and the border. Polls generally show that health care also could sometimes be in there. Um, but let's take a look at some Democrat enclaves and what's going on there. You know, we are on a great station, uh, KLBJ in Austin. Austin is a really fun city to visit. It has recently been described, I would attribute the quote, but I don't know who said it, but it has recently been described as uh, San Francisco with Joe Rogan and barbecue. Have you heard that, Clay? That's what people say Austin <laughs> is now. Uh, that, that Austin has gone, unfortunately, from a political standpoint, a super fun city with, with incredible food for a city of its size has gone, uh, full San Fran communist Looney Tunes in its policies such that now they have put out, and we got another one in California we're going to talk about here in a second, speaking of San Francisco, but they have put out a request that people not actually um, call 911 if they are uh, robbed. They, they would prefer that they just call th- their, their 311, their city services, to make the complaint because they can't, they don't have the manpower in the Austin Police Department to handle all the theft complaints. So they're basically saying, look, if your stuff is gone, if someone's stolen, you know, all the bags out of your car, if you're visiting or whatever, don't call 911. Just report it and we'll get to it eventually when we can because we don't have the manpower to actually send somebody out there, which, you know, just sort of sends a message, which is that they're overwhelmed. They're never going to find out who stole your stuff. I mean, they don't have the manpower to even take the complaint in a timely fashion. You can go back to 2020. What did Austin do in 2020, everybody? BLM, Black Lives Matter, what they do in Austin as a result of, oh, that's right, they cut the police force. They actually defunded police by, um, I think it was, uh, I, it was, I want to say $90 million. I might be wrong, but it was something like, it was a lot. They cut the police force by a third. So they had a substantial cut in, uh, team checkout on that, how much they cut the budget in Austin. If I got that right off the top of my head, I'm just going to say I'm something of a data genius. All right. Now, Clay, California. This is another great one. California is now looking at Senate Bill 553, which they're trying to massage the perception around this, but essentially will make it illegal for store employees to physically confront shoplifters. So I just want everyone to understand, it will now as a function of law mean somebody can walk into your store. Let's say it's your small business. Let's say this is the proceeds from which feeds your family, pays your rent, allows you to live your life. Somebody walks in like with a Santa Claus bag, fills it full of stolen merchandise, broad daylight, on video, doesn't care because, you know, who's going to do anything about it, and goes to walk. You block that person at the door and say, I'm calling the police, I'm taking back my stuff, you are criminally liable now. That's that's what California is trying to do. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and this is why I say... I watched clips discussing this, Buck. Do you know who typical small retail owners are? Immigrants? Lots of uh, minorities, right? Lots of people who are trying to make a living for their family. And these guys are super compelling 
uh, witnesses describing what this is going to do. And, Buck, I would actually tie this in with the COVID insanity that we started off the hour discussing because I think in the years ahead, what people are going to say is the breakdown in society, much of it was connected to COVID policies, in particular wearing masks, emboldened people to be able to take things whenever they walked into retail stores because they couldn't be identified. And then you add on top of that the fact that the decriminalization of retail theft has become a major policy of Democrat DAs all over the country, and it all ties in with the destruction of cities. This morning, study, 35% of all uh, of the businesses on the ground floor in downtown San Francisco are now empty. Let me repeat that because I read this and I couldn't believe it. If you are out walking in San Francisco right now, one of, as we have said, the true jewel cities of America, historically, it's beautiful. You talk about the trip to California, Buck. When I was in college, I'd never been to California. One of my roommates was from the San Francisco area. We went on spring break to San Francisco slept on a floor i was i was blown away by how incredibly beautiful san francisco was this is like 2003 2004 right as silicon valley was taken off right as the internet was exploding this is maybe the peak of civilization as we know it for san francisco 35 percent of all establishments ground floor retail now empty this is the doom cycle that we talk about because That leads to homelessness, lawlessness. You can't run a business if the two businesses on either side of you aren't open because people don't come there. This is what Democrat policies lead to. There's no Republicans to blame here. I remember fondly the show, the original, not the remake, Full House with Bob uh, Saget and, um, and, uh, you know, playing Danny, Danny Tanner. And it was, it turns out it's like a $4 million home but yeah which it's great wow making good money as a like co-host on the morning show in san francisco back in the day but anyway it's a really great show but it's all about i mean san francisco they they show you in the intro i'm sure it was filmed on a set in la but they show you the intro this beautiful city and this beautiful town home if you remade full house today and you didn't have (laughs) danny tanner getting bludgeoned and robbed by crazy, you know, crack addicts on the street or, you know, fentanyl addicts running around. You didn't have broken, uh, you know, broken glass everywhere, theft going on. Nobody would believe that it was San Francisco. I mean, that's basically what's happened. It has gone from this American utopia perception of the city, and look, every place has had its problems, to... Uh, you know, it's like when they made Robocop in Detroit in the, uh, in the 80s because everyone's like, whoa, Detroit, that's a rough place. So these things are the result of policies, to your point. And to bring it full circle to preventing, let's just look at the laws. If you steal less than $900 of stuff in San Francisco, you will not be arrested. And now they're trying to make it so that even the store owner cannot take action himself or herself. And will be charged criminally himself if he does so. And this is in response to some of these videos. You might have seen them. There's one very prominently, I think it was uh, a week ago, I think it was in California, though I'm not sure what the state was, where two, uh, I, and I believe, if I remember the story correctly, there were South Asian immigrants, meaning from uh, from India or the Indian subcontinent, who owned a store, and some guy was trying to rob them. Do you see this video, Clay? And they, they hit him with broom with the broomstick. 
And they're basically saying, you are not allowed to do anything. Sit there, get robbed, have your business eventually go under because you can't actually pay your bills. This is what social justice looks like. That's what's happening. Yeah, and again, these are immigrants who came to America to make a living. And this is the very baseline of business. Running a small retail establishment, I don't know what the profit margin buck would be if you run a uh, small convenience store somewhere in a major American city. I'm guessing you're probably netting maybe 10 or 15%. And so your profit margin is completely eaten up by people walking in and stealing with no significant consequences for doing so. And I would just point out that this is the broken window style of uh, of governance in that if you allow everybody in these cities to basically go and get whatever they want. Buck, I saw a story, I think it was in San Francisco, they aren't even going to co- carry Tide detergent and Colgate toothpaste now because they're getting stolen too much. Sorry, that was Southeast D.C., uh, for people out there who don't know D.C., Southeast D.C., Washington D.C., poorest region of the city, they now are not even deciding to put things under lock and key. They are saying we aren't going to carry some of the basic necessities because they're being stolen too much. I, I, I just don't even need. It's one thing, Buck, when it's Nordstrom and we watched that video. I think that was in L.A., mm-hmm. right? where they come and take all the Louis Vuitton bags. It's another thing, and that's awful in its own sense, but when you are telling the guy who is running a small business and he is watching people come in and take money directly out of the mouth of his family and you tell him, we will criminalize you trying to stop someone from doing this, I don't know how this leads to their businesses being able to be run. I'll also say it. I mean, the same exact same politicians and political movement and ideology that wants to make it illegal for you to defend your business also wants also wants to disarm you and also makes all kinds of excuses for, uh, you know, the riots that occur and, you know, BLM riots and says, oh, you know, this is social justice. So people pay attention to this stuff and they realize you want to be able to defend yourself and you want to go to jurisdictions where you have that not just state-given, but God-given right. And, Buck, this is where I come back to consequences. We, I see all of this is tied together. You are being lied to. Your scientific experts told you to wear a mask. It was worthless. They told you to go get eight COVID shots, and you did it, and you still got COVID multiple times. Now they're telling you, hey, uh, shoplifting is not a big deal and you're watching all of the safety of your communities collapse around you. These are not Republicans causing your problem. I think this is a big thing that needs to be. This is going to require some sort of uh, recognition that there are consequences for the behaviors that you are pursuing and that they are very deleterious, and you can't blame Donald Trump, and you can't blame the right-wing rubes that you think are idiots all over the country. This is you, blue state, blue city, screwing up on every front. You're being lied to. Their policies are disasters.
If your cell phone needs replacing, Pure Talk has a solution. Switch to Pure Talk from your current cell phone carrier. Get a brand new 5G Samsung Galaxy from Pure Talk for free. 5G Samsung Galaxy, two-day battery life, edge-to-edge display, ultra-strong glass. When you sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, text, 15-gig data plan for just 35 bucks a month, you get the phone, and it comes with a mobile hotspot. Get all the data you could ever need for half the price of the big carriers on America's most dependable 5G network. Make the switch to Pure Talk today. They're U.S.-based customer service standing by to help you make the easy switch and get the new phone into your hands. Just dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, for your free, super durable 5G Samsung Galaxy. When you switch to Pure Talk again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Heard it on the show? Hear more on the podcast. Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives. More content, more common sense. Find the guys on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is that is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. 
Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Man, uh, this has been a messy time to be attempting to fly anywhere, but some of you may be getting ready to travel given the fact that it is, of course, uh, Labor Day weekend still. And there is a, uh, there's been United Airlines major issues. If you're trying to travel, they had a ground stop. Now they've canceled it, but they've had all sorts of computer issues today. Uh, so if you're trying to travel, uh, good luck because man, it has been a total, total, uh, mess. Um, couple of other things out there. We need to get this audio up. Corinne Jean-Pierre, the president's historic spokesperson, has said that Joe Biden will be wearing a mask indoors as a result of Jill Biden, his wife, testing positive for COVID. We need to get that audio. But, Buck, I don't know if you heard this. I wanted to play it for you. Uh, Rachel Maddow, this is a March 2020 interview that she did on television I, I, with one of the late-night hosts. I can't remember which one. Uh, but I want you to listen to how reasonable she is, even when she believes that COVID has a 2% fatality rate. Listen to her on the need to continue normalcy and, hey, we don't all need to be wearing masks. Listen. It's likely to spread around the entire world. A lot of people are going to get it. Potentially most of the world's population are going to get it, which sounds terrible. But it, most of the people who get coronavirus will not die from it. Okay. Um, it's got about a 2% fatality rate. And the way that we all need to deal with it, although it is a, a new threat, we've never seen this virus before, it's actually very old-fashioned ways of protecting ourselves. You do all the things that you do to protect yourself from getting a cold or from getting the flu. We don't have to do anything outrageous. We don't need to change our lives drastically at an individual level. I like that, that Rachel Maddow. That makes a lot of sense to me. Can I just also note, Clay, because she's a lib, there was no, you're not a doctor. You remember that was the thing that everyone oh, yeah. would say to you if you try to break from the consensus. Like, yeah, I, I have a brain and I'm using it. And what you're saying, maskers, is crazy. Uh, she was saying that, just so everyone understands, about COVID when she thought the fatality rate was about a hundred times what it actually is. Yes. Okay. It's probably point zero two. And she thought it was two percent. Now that doesn't sound necessarily like a huge difference till you actually do the math. And it's about a hundred times less dangerous than what she was saying at that point in time. And she was like super chill about it at a two percent fatality rate. Yes. Yes. And, and she continued in that clip to say wearing a mask doesn't make any sense. It's not going to have any real value. She sounded like us. So what happened? She was wildly wrong in terms of the fatality rate. And remember, they ripped Trump for saying that the fatality rate was going to be way lower. And frankly, Buck, we don't even know what the fatality rate is because the number of people who actually died from COVID, COVID alone, is tiny. I'm going to tell you something. This is going to be like JFK files and some of the redacted 9-11 stuff. They will never let you see the real raw data numbers and everything about COVID. They're gonna, this is gonna get put in the vault for 50 years. Meaning there'll be numbers. I get that, but you'll never see all the internal communications. It, it, they will have ways of hiding this from you because this is in terms of 
health policy credibility, this is an extinction level event for the CDC. What yes. just happened. And, and it should be. It should be. Um, but they know that. So they're never going to come clean on all this. I, I'm still though sitting here saying I, the fact that Joe Biden's going to be walking around with a mask on. Um, th- this is look, I, I don't say this in a, well, it is glib, I guess. Fine. This is a mental illness now for people. It has been for a long time. This is a function of mental illness. This is like you can't walk on the cracks in the sidewalk or you have to count as you walk or something like an OCD syndrome. I've got friends that are terrified, and I think it's going to happen, and I'm predicting it's going to happen very soon. Kids, back in math. You, listen to me, I am telling you, it's going to be on the East Coast, it's going to be on the West Coast. Gird your loins for battle. They're going to try to put your kids in a mask if they live in a city. Get ready, this is where we're headed. I'm losing my mind just thinking about it. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.